0: Hi guys, welcome to today's episode of Ready With Scripts. My name is Nan Kwat. I'm the Communications Director at Shift and your host. So last time we were discussing education in Nigeria with Shuar, the founder of Arm the Child Foundation. And today we will continue our series, but this time we have an exciting new guest. We're joined by Ayo Akanji. He is on the Presidential Media Team and the Head of Research and Intelligence. Welcome Ayo.
1: Thank you. Nice to be on this platform.
0: We're happy to have you. And for our audience, by the way, we're supposed to have a member of the House of Representatives today to talk to us about, you know, the the legislative aspects of education. But he was called away last minute and all came to save the day. So that's why I'm extremely excited. And um, because I know you're extremely busy today, we will try to keep this podcast short and sweet. But please, before we start, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, my name is Ayobami Akengi. Like you rightly said, I'm the head of Research and Intelligence and in the Media Team, of the President. So, saddled with the responsibility of getting all information as to it. all information that cut across security, education, foreign affairs, economy of the government, and ensure that it's actually being communicated to Nigerians across all media platforms, mm-hmm. and also try and curate feedbacks for proper mm-hmm. policy administration and implementation.
0: Wow thank you Ayo. So today we're going to be continuing our conversation on education in Nigeria like I said before and this will actually be the last episode of our series and so we'll be responding to some of the comments that were made on social media. We responded to some with um, what we did was the first one we responded with you know regular Nigerian citizens that has his pains and problems with the nigerian process and then the next one was an expert on education and now we have you who is actually on the presidential media team and has accurate information that we need so we will be giving you a chance to respond to some of these comments and also our own policy views at shift and um, we know that even on the presidential media team with all your research and intelligence you may not have all the answers but i am sure that you'll be able to set us straight on some beliefs, maybe even myths that Nigerians have regarding education in Nigeria. Does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds good. Awesome. So we all know that education is important to the development of any country and it contributes to helping develop citizens that positively contribute to society. However, over the last three decades, Nigeria has faced serious challenges in providing quality and affordable education. For example in nigeria about 10.5 million children from the ages of 5 to 14 are out of school and it's the highest in any country so why do you think this is the case what are the factors that have caused us to feel so badly in education
1: yeah i think it's because we've had a huge amount of decadence thicket- in the investments across all various arms of government in the educational sector mm-hmm. and mind you um, we have three arms of government which people always mm-hmm. forget about that you have executive sorry you have the um, you have the you have the, you have the presidential part, you have the government, and then you have the local government.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the constitution, every arm of government actually, every tier of government actually has the responsibility to make them advancing mm-hmm. educational lots of their awards. Now mm-hmm. we have primary education, which is supposed to be on the supposed to be on purviews of the state and local governments. But most times, the people there don't actually do these jobs. So they tend to leave the huge amounts of this of this dirt on the on the center of the federal government and it's limits what the government right can do. that's one if you look at a for example the universal basic Education Commission mm-hmm. which was actually created for funding of the educational sector you find out that mm-hmm. the federal government provides her own council funding for states but states are always lagging behind in providing their own mm-hmm. uh, and there's a limit so, so with that kind of case, you find out that education and support of the country is so mm-hmm. low and so sad that we have about 10 million out of kids go. Some of these kids right, and... some of these kids are ahead. found from the northeast are from the northeast due to the mm-hmm. devastation of the book insurgency that's going on there. Mm-hmm. You know? Well I think I'm glad to see that a few states actually now waking up to the to the to, to the reality. And I'll cite last as an example. The government mm-hmm. has declared universal education from I think primary, all about right, compulsory education, mm-hmm. to tertiary, so that that way you can have you can have more people out of out of um in school and add yeah, more value right. to themselves, and that way yeah. I guess the numbers will have will actually reduce. Yeah,
0: okay, that's really good. Well, uh, one thing that you said was that you know people try to look more towards the federal government and not the schools, and that's one thing that we're always saying. You know, like people need to look at their local governments and um and hold them accountable because they're getting these funds from the federal government do you think that the federal governments should be completely exempt like do you think that they also are part of the problem in terms of um even the diversion of funds yeah. like i don't think that it's every mm-hmm. yeah
1: i think they're part of the problem and that's why i was very happy when the president actually um there was a, there was a bill that he he signed which was going to give local government autonomy and they're using the enterprise uncnc right. when we're sharing information mm-hmm. accounts the account normally mm-hmm. the fund normally goes to the governors and then the governors just just what they want to give to local government but now mm-hmm. this case is being reversed right now
0: mm-hmm. by
1: saying that That's great. yeah by saying that the money is going to go directly to mm-hmm. local government's um leadership so that way people can have a sense of responsibility holding who's accountable for this mission right. yeah
0: that's actually great to hear because i shift we've also been pushing for local government autonomy. autonomy because it's important for you to have the people that are the closest to you that you know that you can reach and hold accountable. Yeah. The people in the villages can't go to the federal government and talk to Buhari they but they'll be staying at home blaming him yeah. and not going to the actual local But If the local government actually has autonomy then they'll have leaders there that they can hold, hold account- accountable and be like see, we know that there's money for this projects. why is it not being done? Yeah. You know, why are you guys not refurbishing this? And so another thing is many Nigerians feel like it's because of our leaders and because our leaders don't care about the state of education in Nigeria. Right. So, for example, one of the questions that we asked on social media was why are we suffering with bad schools and underpaid teachers? Are funds not available or do our leaders just not care? so before i share with you our responses what are your personal thoughts on the matter do you think it's like a funding problem or do you think it's all it's just that the leaders are more worried about um things such as the money in their pockets what are you no i think i think i think especially about
1: um one about funding problems and then two about mm-hmm. also about accountability with, with the leadership we have around. because we've seen mm-hmm. leaders who have actually stolen funds i mean for education you know Right. Billions of naira they didn't mm-hmm. really they didn't appropriate to the sector. just take it to themselves and like other things. So it's a mixture right. of both corruption of the system
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um and then funding. And also, you know, we have, mm-hmm. I think uh, UNICEF, UNESCO actually gave uh, a threshold where you should give about over ten percent of your annual budget into education.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Most mm-hmm. most times you don't find out at the base level that's um that's Threshold is not it's not adhered to. So we mm-hmm. find out that people are actually investing more in maybe uh, security, for example, because without security, people can go to school. Yeah, so, yeah. And not knowing that insecurity is actually is actually being caused by illiteracy and lack, lack of, of
0: exactly
1: right. So they will have to actually begin to prioritize what we want to do, and that's why we also need to begin to have leaders who are accountable and then who also have mm-hmm. a vision, not just for oh, long just because of mm-hmm. money. I just want to preside over people without having any clear blueprints Uh, it helped you a lot
0: exactly yeah Mm -hmm. okay so let me read some of the comments that they answered to the question of whether or not they think it's about funding or whether our leaders just don't care keeping in mind that these are real feelings from our citizens and they have really just wanted to hear some answers you know so um from Princess Azumpta on Facebook and also these are some comments that we read before but we just want to uh, want to get a different perspective on these comments okay. so Princess says some persons think that once they have climbed a higher position other person's well-being is none of their business this is the attitude of our leaders and from all perspectives is very wrong quality education is one of the keys to develop a nation our leaders should look into this sector yeah. Yeah, and then we have Akuraga Fanen from Facebook also says education is a machinery for the emancipation of the people. It brings about economic development. However, the government at all levels has failed in providing quality and functional education due to lack of adequate, adequate funding and supervision. The sector is left in the hands of the capitalists who take advantage and have keyed in the sector with the primary aim of maximizing profits. School fees are high, books are customized, uniforms sold to pupils by the school management. And this also results in a high number of school dropouts. So I have a question. He says that um, the government at all levels has failed in providing quality and functional education. So, you being on the presidential team, do you think that the um, president and the federal government has? done well in providing funding to the um, educational sector yeah
1: I think I'll say the affirmative I do not say perfectly but I know that the administration has invested about 1.3 trillion on on education in the past in the last Mm -hmm. 4-5 years and this is heavy
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but do they have yeah. Do they have like a system in place where they can also monitor the tracking of these funds? Because that's a lot of money, and for them to be pumping so much money and we don't see the results in the the local local governments and state governments, we understand that okay, it's probably the it's the people that are collecting the money, the states that are collecting the money and not implementing them. But does the federal government have any form of tracking these funds? Yeah, when they when they're sent to the states and sent to the local government yes. to make sure that they're actually implemented. Yes.
1: Because a the few of those funds are actually domiciled with intervention agencies, like mm-hmm. UBEC, TEDPhone, mm-hmm. CBN. Mm-hmm. You know, CBN had this um, center of excellence they are building across the six political zones of the of the universities, mm-hmm. and they built very fantastic edifice and, you know, equipped it with state of the art equipment that can assist mm-hmm. and assimilate people in actual learning. That's on one hand. Mm-hmm. You have um, mm-hmm. you have the government partner with. MacArthur Foundation who are providing digital libraries and you know all other increments mm-hmm. and equipments you need to actually ensure that people in, in the in the in educational sector will have a very good amount of investment. You have training they are doing, you have TED Fund, you have PTDF who are sponsoring both local and international mm-hmm. training for students in the various fields of, mm-hmm. um, of knowledge and mm-hmm. You have the means of education. But then if we
0: have all these things, then how come we are still not there yet? It's, the
1: it's because the dirt the dirt we have in the system is so huge and so endemic. Like, it will take a bit mm-hmm. of time for you to begin to feel a bit of change. But at least you can say that for one thing, for example now, we've actually had a very good cut down in... Um, in the recent um, strikes we've been having in, in the country that has reduced because the government right now is out trying to pump huge amounts of more money into the educational sector. But now, Bearing in mind that the country not, is not really as wealthy as it used to be. We sell good oil for over $100 per barrel. Now it's by like mm-hmm. half. And now you now mm-hmm. have miles of problems. Now You have problems of insecurity. You have problems of food security, You have problems of migration. You have problems of uh, of climate change. You have educational mm-hmm. program. And so if over the years, every government was investing properly into the educational sector, the thickness wouldn't be as bad as it is right now. But the whole thing is rotten. So right now you're trying mm-hmm. to block a loophole here, you're trying to block a loophole in other parts here. So do we have a lean resources, which mm-hmm. you have to share among all other mm-hmm. forms of uh, sectors that actually um, contribute mm-hmm. to people's development. That's why the government is actually partnering with multinational um, donor agencies. I know we're having some partnership with Chinese government under Huawei, mm-hmm. which also to come and invest in the educational sector, and then they're okay. looking at from some other partners are across that can complement. Government intervention in this sector currently.
0: Okay, so the problem is that we have a lot of mess to clean up yes. before we can actually move forward. Yes. We
1: need proper investment.
0: Okay, so let me let me let me read this other tweet that we have, right? Yeah. Um we said the people who should be providing us with proper education send their children to school abroad while we suffer with run-down schools and untrained teachers. So as shit we believe that every Nigerian, whether rich or poor, should have access to quality and affordable public education. So we got a lot of responses, which our previous guests also had the opportunity to respond to. So we'll allow you to do so as well. But first of all, one of the comments read, any public holder who fails to contribute its functions to public schools, such as by allowing public schools to be dilapidated on timely paid salaries and other due allowances and refusal to recruit qualified teachers must be impeached or sanctioned and be punished immediately. This will serve as a detriment for others. So, I know this is a bit extreme, but what are your thoughts? Do you think it's actually too extreme or do you think it's something that could work?
1: I think it's not too extreme, but I think education is the better mm-hmm. development of any society. With mm-hmm. education even being chaos, whatever wherever can be done can be, mm-hmm. or can be passed as legislation mm-hmm. or unanimous agreement on how people should invest in this sector, I think okay. I also it but what do you it think
0: about people that subscribe to politicians should not send their children to school abroad if they cannot put the, the i children. think yeah i think
1: that's a, good, that's a very good that's a very good that's a very good um that's a very good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, policy and i'll keep using governor every fire as, as a case study because he has he has um, <laughs> not really a fan but he has actually grown up to show that he yeah. is he's walked the talk
0: that's actually interesting yeah
1: he took his son yeah, he took his son to Capital mm-hmm. Science School in Kaduna. You know, for those of you listeners who are listening to Capital mm-hmm. Science, is one of the mm-hmm. private schools. It's one of the public schools in Kaduna. There was. Mm-hmm. It used to be a very good school in back, it's a few years back, but I don't know. But right now it's good, so it's he's showing you. He's not working the top now. My son, my, my mm-hmm. young boy, he's here in public school. If he finishes, my public goes to AP Zara. So that way, she will also have to see that he can invest in the public mm-hmm. educational systems in the states because. Not just that his own son is there, but other words of kids are there, and that it gives it it also gives the children who are this a sense of belonging in class with the governor's son. Like, oh, I can actually achieve, I can actually aspire to become a governor tomorrow, also a president. So it helps with the mental Mm -hmm. balance of all these kids, also, too, which is a very fundamental and important policy.
0: Our previous guest actually had the same thoughts, you know. She also brought you know, as an example, although she is not a big fan but she also used oh. him as an example and you know i completely agree that our um public office holders are our, our office holders should basically try to put their kids in schools in nigeria but i also don't subscribe to the fact that they must all send them back if they're not fixing because i don't think that the a child should suffer for the sins <laughs> of their parents do you understand but i do think that they well, should focus they should treat every nigerian citizen as their child so are they going to send all the nigerian citizens to school yeah. abroad knowing that they're in charge of fixing no. the problem you know so I'm, I'm still you know i've said i've said That's this true. in the last two podcasts i'm still kind of on the fence of that trying to yeah. kind of get my mind straight in that area but i totally agree with you on you know how El Rufai's putting his son in the public school is a great way to start you know yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you have the government of choir right? you know the government has this policy called the social yeah. investment program which is a primary life to mm-hmm. invest in the sector too then you have you have the um, mm-hmm. the school feeding program where they feed kids mm-hmm. every day in school because you have some kids who their parents don't have money to afford for them to have food during break time so they say okay mm-hmm. fine bring the kids to school government will feed this child we'll give them the proper supplements they need to be very smart like milk mm-hmm. egg yam and all you ingredients so, the choir city government actually also passed the bill then a few months ago in the state. So, it's imitating the same mm-hmm. social investment program, mm-hmm. choir investment program, which is now in legislation. So, now they're going to now have proper more investment into
0: mm-hmm. the
1: schools, you know, and that more kids are actually coming mm-hmm. back right now, back into the educational gap. So, I feel that if the government actually keen to this, and if you continue doing that, we'll see. A very right. drastic reduction, you um, know, in the literary illiteracy. Right, so I, I always wonder
0: if all these governors could do it, what's stopping the rest from doing it? Why are they not doing it as well? These are people that are put into positions yeah. of power to help us, and yet we just see one governor here or there and we praise them so much. At the end of the day, they're actually doing their jobs, yeah. that's why they're in office. So yeah, kind of sad how that's yeah, it.
1: well, because Nigeria. Mm-hmm.
0: I said it's kind of sad where the bar is. Where we've set the bar.
1: Oh, the buy is you, you know see. the buy's level the buy is level off yet. The buy is
0: at all. It's below the bar. Yeah. yeah so, very um, Another thing, well, that, that actually made me happy this week is I heard that there is a bill in the house that yeah. has recently passed through the second reading yeah. and if passed we'll get free and yeah. compulsory basic education and it will basically become one of the fundamental yeah. constitutional rights due to every Nigerian. Um, the bill basically emphasizes that every Nigerian yeah. child will be entitled to free education <clears> in all government owned <throat> primary schools. And whoever is denied this right can sue the defaulting school i was honestly extremely pleased to hear that because i feel like it's the right of every child and putting it into the constitution secures that right but i'm still trying to i'm I'm trying not to get my hopes up because there's so many amazing bills that have gone through the house bills like this that you would think Snap your fingers yeah. and it will be passed because it's such a crucial bill, you know. But do yeah. you think there's a chance that this bill? It has already gone through second Do you think there's a chance that it will be passed? The yeah, I think, I think, I think
1: that, yeah, I think there's a chance. Yeah, I think there's a chance it's passed because it's national assembly. Mm-hmm. currently actually they seem to mm-hmm. be game changers to ensure that they can live a lasting legacy mm-hmm. for themselves in the country. I think this bill will actually go mm-hmm. if, if it's passed and implemented, actually grow and write their name kind in in the the, the, the sound of history yeah i really hope it passes thank
0: you so much i I know i promised 15 minutes we're already out of time so thank you so much so much for joining us today yeah there's a lot we didn't cover but i'm sure we'll have you again another time yeah thank you to our audience as well for listening don't forget to like subscribe share with your friends you can join our conversations by posting your comments on our social media platforms twitter slash shift nigeria instagram shift nigeria facebook shift nigeria this is our final podcast for the year but we'll be coming back stronger and better next year our next series will probably be addressing healthcare in nigeria i say probably because you never know what happens so healthcare in Nigeria and we know that yeah. a lot of you have a lot to say about this so please tweet us reach us on social media if there are any if there are other topics you would actually like us to talk about let us know remember our aim is to get you ready to shift to shift Nigeria enjoy your holidays enjoy your holidays Ayo thanks a lot for doing this bye thank
1: you thank you bye